That smooth Christian jazz you're hearing means you've tuned in to Same Old Song, the lectionary podcast of Mockingbird Ministries. I'm your co-host, Aaron Zimmerman. I'll be joined by Jacob Smith as each week we break down the lectionary readings for the upcoming Sunday to give you something to think about, and if you're a preacher, to give you something to preach about, and no matter who you are, to give you a connection to the never-changing message of God's grace for actual people like you. Unzip that monogrammed faux leather Bible carrying case and cover, pull up a chair, and let's dig in. For all the saints. Come on, Jake, this is where you come in. Oh, from our labor's rest. Yeah, except so you didn't this... sing it with as much gusto as I did. That was lame. But anyways, here ends the first and only and last attempt at karaoke, same old song. But it yeah. is All Saints, not quite, well, it's November 6th coming up, you're preaching, which for most of us will be moving the Feast of All Saints to November 6th, the first Sunday after it. There are yeah. reading, if you are one of those churches that does it only on November 1st, which would be on a Tuesday this past week, um, well, hopefully you can listen to this on Monday, October 31st, and get prepped for your Tuesday October, November 1st, uh, All Saints sermon, but if you're, and then if you're doing regular, you know, proper 22 or whatever for next Sunday, well, you just, you're on your own, because we're just doing All Saints. Mm. Yep, but we'll be uh, doing lots of baptisms and remembering the dead. Uh, we're ba- baptizing um, a little baby named Stella, which I'm really excited about, and uh, her grandfather, Doug Stella, is going to do the baptism, uh-huh. and um, it's going to be very sweet. And so, um, I love All Saints Day. All Saints Day also will uh, go through the necrology of the previous year, and all those who um, have died in the faith of our Lord and uh, are raised with Him. And so, and that's a, a lot of the the big history of the church. And so, just to remind us that, um, you know, uh, we're, we're not alone when we worship. We uh, we are part of the elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so, and uh, actually, All Saints Day, I don't know if you knew this, Aaron, but is one of the oldest Christian holidays in Christendom. Even before the 4th of July? Uh, well, I mean, it was debated, but uh, yes, uh, before the 4th of July, you know, before Pastor Bob really made that, uh, uh, you know, a uh, liturgical day. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But it goes all the way back, I believe, to, I mean, 3rd or 4th century. Yeah, I mean, so because it deals with death and it deals with the reality of grief and the human life, even dare I say, the Christian who deals with death and grief and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Not the passing away, not the um, going on to a better place, or God need another angel, but the actual reality of death, and All Saints really speaks to that. Um, So, Yeah, and it speaks to uh, the... um it speaks to uh, the resurrection. You know, basically what happened was is that in uh, 609, I believe, um, uh, Pope Boniface IV dedicated the Pantheon in Rome to uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary and all the saints. Why? Because there was a huge uh, Christian mar- uh, a series of Christian martyrs throughout the Roman Empire. And, uh, and so, and since there were so many people to remember that year, they just picked feast day. And, um, 
and it uh, it was eventually moved to November, what we know like around November 1st, but um, it was to remember everyone who um, has died, but if you die in the Lord, you don't stay dead, to quote Gerhard Forde, and so uh, there was there is a resurrection, and we celebrate the fact that there is an age to come, and uh, that we are connected to those great saints. Yeah, so let's let's dive in as we uh, look at November 6th, and all saints, and uh, the reality of death and all that. So, uh, the first reading that's appointed for this Sunday is Daniel chapter 7, verses 1 through 3, and then verses 15 through 18. And Jake and I will not be really talking about that because... Well, before there, we it, get the... Ha- yeah, you got to say why, because we don't want haters like, oh, you didn't do the hard text. <laughs> so, this text is so hard to preach on in any sort of meaningful way. It's about Babylon, it's about Daniel having a dream, and it's this great beast coming up out of the sea. So, immediately, the you know five people in your congregation, or 55, who read Left Behind are going to be thinking about that. Uh, it's just, it's there's so much symbolic language in it. Um, the ones who and didn't read Left Behind And if you're a Calvary Chapel Prasker, you've already preached on this, like, earlier in the year. Yeah, that's so, right, you know. so why do it? Yeah. So, th- there's just a lot of stuff in here that's, it's... Uh, it's apocalyptic language. You know, Daniel and Revelation are like the apocalyptic texts in the scriptures. And just to do it well requires a lot of socio-historical analysis, in my opinion, some linguistic stuff. you got to know the context. you got to know what he's talking about. And, there's, and it's just, it's, it's very heady stuff. It will t- totally go over the heads of most people. And um, I think the reason it's picked is because it ends in verse 18, the holy ones of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever. Mm-hmm. And this is all saints. Yes, we are all in Christ and the holy ones, we receive the kingdom, etc. But again, to preach on it in any sort of meaningful way, you really have to do a two-hour Bible study on this and look at the whole book and the context of it as opposed to just these, you know, really out of context or just not out, yeah. just kind of ripped out and just dropped in your lap and it's really hard to do it. So. Yeah, and then and then the lectionary also cuts out verses 4 through 14 which are is the key stuff that really articulates um, uh, like kind of really illustrates and lays out what the dream's all about. And then also if you know with that part cut out the new revised standard translates uh, verses 13 and 14 tell of one like the son of man uh, into one like a human being mm-hmm. and so which is incorrect as well it's son of man that is the yeah. title and uh, that is the title of the messiah the divine son of man and so um um yes and so i would uh, yeah let's uh, let i would move on to ephesians so let's do it and when we get to ephesians we find uh saint paul again in the early part of this letter talking about the inheritance we have in Christ. And basically, this is, for me, this is just where you want to really set your sights for All Saints Sunday, uh, or the Sunday on which you're observing the Feast of All Saints. Because it describes so much of what what we have in this community, part of the body of Christ. And again, if you are baptizing people on November 6th, which we'll be doing at St. Albans Waco, you'll be doing at Calvary St. George's in Manhattan, um, you have All Saints remembering the the ones who have died in Christ, and you're also remembering these new lives that, as you see in our in our context, usually babies getting baptized, and so it's death and it's life and it's resurrection. It's all that kind of wrapped up. And here you see in this passage, to me, this great thing that we also celebrate in All Saints: the fact that we're connect this this by virtue of our baptism and our uh, being in the body of Christ, we're connected to this great 
uh, cloud of witnesses, these saints throughout time and space that um, mm. uh, you, it, to be a Christian profoundly is to be named. This is why Paul talks about your love toward all the saints. You could just, you could just make verse 15 your main thing here, like the, the Christian community when it is done right. Um, is where there is love toward all the saints. Um, you could also talk about the hope that we have, uh, verse 18, that, that we're not living just for this life, but there is a life to come uh, where Christ has been raised and is seated at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly places. Um, you could talk about how this is, as he says in verse 21, far above all rule and authority. We're heading into another election season, and there's all kinds of people going to be really wrapped around the axle about who's in authority and who's in power. And Paul here says that in the community of saints, on some level, we're, we're above all that. Um, and so, there's lots of places you could go, but this is a rich text. Jake, is there any one or two things you would draw out, or five? I mean, whatever. Take, you got the mic. Yeah, well, I mean, I would really focus in on uh, that in Christ, you know, we've also obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose, you know, he constantly goes over that in him, you know, this is who you are in Jesus Christ. You may not see it, uh, but this is indeed who you are um, when uh, it is received by faith. And I think that that's a very powerful thing there. I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints. A faith is not the requirement to receive the blessing. That's how this is oftentimes preached, and it's completely wrong. Rather, it's what unites us. Faith is what unites us to Christ. It is how we relate to Christ, and uh, it is uh, the, um, the way by which uh, we become all of these things. Amen. Uh, I do also love the fact that he says that you have to have the eyes of your heart enlightened. I picture those you know those images mm. we see there's some like really expensive high-end sneakers that sort of look like uh converses yeah, but they right. have a heart on them with the eyes do you know the name anyways i'm sure somebody listening yeah. knows what i'm talking about if you see somebody wearing chuck taylor's um with a heart with eyes on it you know they spent like a thousand dollars on those shoes uh so don't let them make you think that there's some sort of broke hipster they are not but um, the eyes of your heart have to be enlightened uh, to know the hope to which God has called you. So, um, it is easy as a Christian to have the eyes of our heart closed or dim where we don't really remember the hope that we have been called to, the hope that we have um, of, a, of a resurrected body, of a new heaven and a new earth, and uh, being with Christ in the heavenly places. And that is something where I think, as the preacher, we can remind people that they can open the eyes of their heart, and that God, really, God is one who opens mm. them to allow us to see that. This is not a pie in the sky yeah. um, kind of thing, but this is real and true, and it's <coughs> this deep human longing, and this is what Christ has—he's he, opened the door uh, to this. So that's something that mm -hmm. I think is just a beautiful part of this text that I that I'm always always drawn it's to. It's really good. Yeah. So, now we come to a passage that probably for most people will be more familiar. It's got, it's, it's Luke's recounting of Jesus' stump speech, which when he did it in Matthew, it was a recording of a time he did it on top of a mountain. So, it's a Sermon on the Mount. Now, it's on a level place or a plain. So, here it's called Sermon on the Plain in uh, the church tradition. But he's saying things we've heard him say before, the Beatitudes, blessed are you who are poor, blessed are you who are hungry, etc. And then at the end of this, some famous Christian teachings that even non-Christians seem to know often, but Christians still seem to forget. Love your enemies, 
do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, curse you, um, and you know turn the other cheek. And the golden rule: do to others as you would have them do to you. So uh, there are a lot of people that are going to take this. It's all saints. We're part of this community of saints. Now I'm going to tell you how you should act. Um, which it's true, and as far as it goes, Jesus tells us to do all these things. Uh, but I think if if it were me, I would say that this is a description of what it looks like when somebody has been made in Christ, new in Christ, the whole thing, eyes of the heart enlightened, as St. Paul said in Ephesians, and um, would say that mostly, this is a, if, if you want to know who does, who actually is the only person that does all the things that this says at the end of Luke uh, chapter 6, 20-31, it's Jesus Christ, and he is the one who does these things and gives mm. them to us as a gift, which is why we have something called All Saints, because we've all been made saints. Again, it's not anything we've done. It's something that God has done in us and for us. So, yeah, and I mean, it's just the same. the The entire kind of flip flop nature of what Jesus is teaching here. Notice, it's not as we've said before: blessed if you are poor, or blessed if you are hungry. Now, it's blessed are you who are the poor. And here in Luke, Luke is uh, depicting Jesus as the Messiah, and one of the calls of the Messiah is that he delivers um, blessings and curses. And so these are not um, if-then statements as they're always kind of uh, pitched at. These are descriptive. These are, um, these are just mm-hmm. truths. And it flips, everything, it flips everything on its head. And, you know, when, um, uh, and that is so that uh, God can speak blessing to the area of your life where you're really weak you know, where you feel poor. He can speak and fill you where you Mm -hmm. are hungry. He can dry and be the Messiah um, for those of you who are weeping and to know that there is a time coming uh, when um, uh, when you, uh, when, when all of these things will go away. You know, and so, and I think especially at All Saints, you can really tap into the humanity. You know, Jesus has risen from the dead and has received his glory, uh, but you and I have not. We're still on this side of, uh, of, of life. We're on this side of the cross. And so, uh, to uh, suffer, to weep, to be hungry is, is a real reality. And, um, and really, I mean, and the whole thing, the woes here, our, our, our spiritual situations, you know what I mean? And so, um, and uh, he lays it out, but this is blessing and curses. And so, but the point is, is to remind people that they are blessed because indeed, um, well, there's one who has uh, truly loved his enemies and who did good to those who hated him and, uh, you know, blessed those who cursed him. Uh, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Uh, prayed for those who abused him. You know what I mean? And really uh, took it all the way to uh, death and hell all for us, so that rising, uh, we might um, truly be the blessed ones in him. Well, that's beautiful. And I think that's all we need to say about all saints for number six. Good deal. Well, uh, baptize those babies, kids, adults. Bring Remind them to the kingdom. That in Christ, as they are made saints, that they are, they have died with Him in His resurrection, uh, in His death, and they have died with Him in His death and are raised to new life in His resurrection. And this is the this is the good news that we have on All Saints Sunday. So, 
with that, we'll see you again as we head into further into pumpkin spice latte season next week and move uh, ever and ever close to uh, mm. Thanksgiving and, and what comes after. Oh, actually, go ahead, Jake. Do you have a PS? I think, actually, uh, after... Uh, yeah, well, I I think uh, we're moving into peppermint. We're moving oh, into peppermint right. latte season right after this. Everybody, um, watch immediately. Uh, we're getting ready for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Everything's going to be Christmified uh, starting tomorrow. So um, you know, so get yourself a peppermint spice latte and get in the mood. <laughs> so we'll see you then. Peppermint spice latte in hand. And remember the red that the Starbucks red cup is for the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Somebody's looking, somebody cares Somebody wonders what you're doing today You know we crucified him, buried him But three days later, well, the stone got rolled away and yes, Thanks for listening to Same Old Song. Hope you found some gospel nuggets for the pulpit or for your life. If you like what you heard, leave a review or rating in Apple Podcasts. Dave Zoll will be sad if you don't. Thanks to TJ Hester for audio production, and remember to keep that Bible by your bedside, ready to rock and roll.